From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Around 1,800 kidney transplants in the United States each year involve children or adolescents under the age of 18, and some of those surgeries take place at Upstate University Hospital. Dr. Reza Saidi is here to talk about pediatric kidney transplants. He's an associate professor of surgery at Upstate and the chief of transplant services, and April is National Donate Life Month. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Saidi. Uh, thanks, Amber. Glad to be here. Let's start by talking about the reasons a child would require a kidney transplant. What are the most common causes of kidney failure in babies and adolescents? Yeah, the reason of uh, kidney failure in babies and adolescents is completely different than uh, adults. And uh, as you know, in adults, the most common causes of kidney failure, which require kidney transplant, is diabetes or high blood pressure or infection, those kind of things. But in kids, most likely are urological problems that they can they cannot empty the bladder or kidney very well, or it's congenital diseases of the kidneys. And some kids have developmental uh, problems that the, the, their kidneys are not well developed. So it's usually not the uh, adult diseases. That no, would... no. Okay. Completely different uh, etiology that can cause the kidney disease in kids and adolescents. Well, I was going to ask, what is the youngest age of a child who could undergo a kidney transplant? You said someone, a child could be born with a, a disease. Yes. So what actually, would it be? Yeah, that's a very good point. Usually, if the child born with a disease that the kidney is not well developed, at the, the kidney is not functioning, we, we would like to have the child grow a little bit to make the surgery more successful. And usually, uh, uh, the, the age limit is around uh, six years old. By the time six years old, they're uh, de developed enough that we can do kidney transplant in the kids. But occasionally, even in the younger kids, we can do. But usually, we would like to, them to, to basically grow to and get to the age of six before we transplant. Do children ever require double kidney transplants? Uh, rarely, because majority of these kids, uh, their parents donate to them. And uh, usually, the size of a parent's kidney is big and usually they don't require a double kidney transplant. But occasionally if they get the, they might be a donor, a diseased donor, a kid who died and uh, and then the parents decide to donate the kidneys of the kid, then they can get one kidneys from a kid. But as I would say majority of the kidneys uh, come from parents and come from adults. One kidney should be enough. For life, that one yes. kidney will get them through, okay. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully for life, but you know, some of these kidneys might have rejection, some issues, and some of them require retransplantation. But our goal is that they have one kidney for life. So are most of the donors, is it mostly living donor kidney transplants for children, or do you do deceased donors as well? We do both, but majority of living donors, the parents uh, step forward to donate to the kids. And also, uh, a couple years ago, the allocation uh, of the kidneys has has changed and now the kids on the list get priority to get transplanted. That's why usually now the wait time for a kid to get the disease donor transplant is a couple months. Uh, it's not like usually the adults, it's a couple of years, but because the kids get priority, a couple of months get, get transplanted. But you, a lot of times the parents donate the, the, the kids a kidney and they can transplant it much, much faster. So children go to sort of the front, the top of the list. Yes, uh, waiting they get list. priority on the list, that's correct. Is that because their disease is more urgent than the adults? It's not because of that, but the main reason is just doing dialysis in kids is not that easy. 
you know that uh, can actually uh, have have a very bad quality of life for the kid and also have more have complication compared to adults. And we usually try to avoid do dialysis kids and give them transplant before they need dialysis. So you mentioned that you can implant an adult kidney in a in a child, I guess six and up. Um, if you implant a child-sized kidney in a child, will that kidney grow like yes, a native ab kidney? Yes, absolutely. The, the kidney will grow. And sometimes, occasionally, they uh, put two uh, kids, kidney in one adult sometimes we have, and the kid, the, actually the kidney will grow to the normal size. Interesting. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about biological parents. Are, are they always a match for their child for a kidney? Not always, but majority of the time, they are a match, yeah, because... There's a chance that there, uh, there's a 50 percent chance that uh, basically they have the same gene, or a 25 percent chance that they have the gene from one parent. I would say majority of the time the parents are matched with the kids. Yes. And are they necessarily the best match? Usually they're better. Yeah, because ge they're genetically very close to the kid, and uh, they have more uh, uh, tissue compatibility with the kid, and the risk of rejection is less. If the parents donate to them, yes. Now, a parent though might not be able to donate for for their own uh, medical reasons or whatever. So, what about siblings or other relatives? Do, yes, do you siblings, turn... especially. I mean, it, I think uh, anybody uh, over the age of eighteen can donate. If the siblings over the age of eighteen or they have other uh, second degree relatives, they can donate to them. And if there's nobody available, I said they go on the list and they get priority on the list to get transplanted. And usually within a couple of months, usually with, uh, less than six months, kids get transplanted. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with transplant surgeon Dr. Reza Saidi. He's an associate professor of surgery at Upstate and the chief of transplant services. We're talking about pediatric kidney transplants during April, which is National Donate Life Month. Are the transplant surgeries for kids different from the surgeries for adults? Yes, they are different because, you know, the vessels in kids are much smaller. And that's why sometimes we have uh, put this uh, transplants intra-abdominal to, to basically sew this kidney to bigger vessels like aorta in the abdomen. So but it takes it, some special skill to be able to... Yes, it's uh, technically more delicate. Uh, in kids, especially as all kids, but in adolescents, I think it's very similar to adults. What happens to the diseased kidneys in the children? Do you, you leave them in? You leave them with the child, or do you remove them? It depends on the situation. Majority of time, we'll, uh, we leave it in the child. We don't have to remove it. But if sometimes they cause infection or some kind, they child have uh, basically uh, waste a lot of protein in their urine, and that can cause malnutrition. In those cases, we have to remove them. But I would say majority of the cases we leave them in. So if you leave the kidney, the diseased kidney in there, does it still have another function that serves the body? No, it doesn't. Over time, they actually get these kidneys get atrophied that they're shrunken very and very small. What is the long-term outlook for a child after a kidney transplant? What is recovery like? The recovery usually takes about uh, I would say four to six weeks after kidney transplantation, and after what. That usually uh, kids are basically back to normal life. They go to school, they can play, and basically they have a normal life like anybody else.
that first four to six weeks, are they in the hospital during that time? No, no, usually they're in hospital for, I would say, about a, a week or 10 days, something like that. And after that, they go home and we follow them closely in our transplant clinic, make sure everything's okay. And uh, then uh, basically, after four to six weeks, they go back to normal life, normal diet, but still we follow those patients for rest of their life. When they get to age of 18, 17 or 18, we transition their care from pediatric nephrologist to adult nephrologist. But they'll always be followed. Yes, always be followed. But I, I mean, these kids, uh, I want to make sure that your audience understand, especially when they get to adolescence, because uh, they're now grown up, they're good uh, and healthy. Sometimes they have a hard time to believe that they have to still to take their medications. You know, sometimes we notice that the, in adolescence uh, age, it's difficult for them to accept that you have to take this medication for the rest of their life. And sometimes we have kids that uh, refuse to take them and they can get in trouble. Are you talking about the medications that teach the body not to reject the yes, new organ? Exactly, yeah, these are medications to prevent rejection, yeah. So that'll be, that's a lifetime prescription. Yeah, unfortunately, that's a lifetime uh, uh, treatment that they have to receive. So a child that's had a kidney transplant, do they have a permanently compromised immune system? Are they yes, always they going to be susceptible to? Yeah, they are also susceptible to, for example, infection or sometimes malignancies. And that's why we have to regularly uh, follow them and work them up and make sure that everything's under control and there is no evidence of infection or malignancy developing in these kids. But usually because this kid's going to be on prolonged period of and taking this medication, they're at higher risk of malignancies. Interesting. Uh, are they likely to need another transplant later in life? Sometimes, yes, because, uh, you know, uh, about uh, all the transplants that we do in kids, about 15, 20% of these kids will lose their graft eventually to rejection, and they will require a retransplantation. I'm talking about chronic rejection. Acute rejection, you, you, you can treat successfully, but chronic rejection, Usually there's no good treatment for it, uh, except retransplantation. Now, if a child had a transplant because of a urological problem and, and that's solved by the transplant, that's not to say they might not develop diabetes or, or some other disease that causes them to have kidney problems. No, no they, they, they actually, uh, the risk of developing diabetes or, or high blood pressure also is present in this uh, patient population, especially some of these medications that we use in kids to prevent rejection can prone the kids to developing high blood pressure or diabetes. So they have to be careful about that as well. Yes, that's also have to be managed very carefully. That's why we have to follow this patient, as I said, for the rest of their life, because these are all the risk of rejection, developing high blood pressure, diabetes, infection, malignancy. You have to basically be on top of it and make sure that uh, everything is correct. And if something happened, we can uh, it appropriately. I want to tell you about our pediatric program. Actually, we are the only approved uh, pediatric program in Central New York. And uh, we have a very active program. In the past uh, five years, we have done about uh, almost 20 pediatric programs because uh, you know, pediatric kidney failure, which required transplantation, kids are not very common. And we're the only approved by uh, the government to do this uh, transplant in central New York, and we have one of the best outcomes in the country. We have the, our one-year uh, kidney and patient survival, and also five-year patient and kidney survival is 100%. 
Wow. Yeah, very good. Very nice. Oh, yeah, one of the best programs in the country. And uh, I'm very glad and proud of our program here. Well, thank you to Dr. Reza Saidi. He's an associate professor of surgery at Upstate and the chief of transplant services. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and radio talk show, HealthLink on Air.